0: You're listening to the Girl Next Door podcast. I'm Erica. And I'm Kelsey. We're two former next door neighbors and good friends who love a good chat and a good laugh. We're inviting you to come on in, have a drink, and stay a while. Hey, friend. Hey, friend. So today we have a little bit heavier, kind of important topic for
1: you um, how to manage hard conversations with kids. From death to politics to relationship struggles, it can be kind of hard to know how to talk to kids about just the hard realities of the world. So we thought we would chat about how we've handled those things typically and what's working for us and then open up the discussion a bit to all of you too on social media, hopefully. So um, let's start with this question. What are some general things you try to keep in mind when talking to them about any hard things?
0: Okay. Um, I think one of the first things is that it's okay to feel uncomfortable. Yeah. It's not yeah. going to be easy. Right. And even after you've been practicing it, it can still feel mm. uncomfortable for everybody. For everybody. They're going to act
1: weird too. And yeah. that's okay. Yeah. yeah,
0: exactly. Um, and so I think just the more you talk about it, hopefully the more comfortable you'll become, but that it is okay to be kind of getting comfortable being uncomfortable. Yes. Yes. So that's one thing I think about. Um, another thing is telling kids the truth yes that can that can be uncomfortable, right, because sometimes the truth is hard, yeah, it might be yeah. stuff that 's sad about the world or a little scary about mm-hmm. the world um, you know i think that 's part of what makes us so uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. We want to we wish they didn 't have to know some of these things right. about the world, right. um, but telling them the truth, but answering the question that they've asked, mm-hmm. you don't necessarily have to give them more information. Totally. Like we'll talk about this more, but I think so often we can also see it as suddenly it's like, oh, it's one of those teachable moments. I, I have to tell all the to things, things. All the things, exactly. Yes. exactly. Yes. You know, and like pulling all of this. You know right. experience and whatever you as have. their eyes grow bigger and bigger, exactly. so like, it's like uh, that's actually, not even what I was I asking. just wanted to know this like one little <laughs> right. part, so really <laughs> trying to listen to what they 're asking Agreed. and answering that question, like do you have any more questions, yeah. but it might be okay to just stop yeah. there mm-hmm. and then um another thing I thought about is that that you might need to bring these issues up just so that it's an ongoing conversation not necessarily waiting for them to bring questions to you yeah because they might be talking about it with their friends right they might be wondering about it and and maybe feel kind of uncomfortable Mm -hmm. about it so finding those times to yeah to kind of bring it up naturally so that it's it's ongoing and then I think that also goes to the more opportunities you have to talk about things like that, then hopefully you're getting to practice yes. talking about yes. it. Yes. That yep. so
1: that's a normal thing that we talk about hard things.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: I think um I totally agree. Like being completely honest, but at their level mm-hmm. and with the amount of information they're a- actually asking for, like you said, mm-hmm. I think too just being as matter of fact as possible. Mm-hmm. Um It's okay to show you're uncomfortable or to say this is kind of a hard thing or this is Mm -hmm. a sad thing, but using like proper terminology, even teaching them like more polite ways to talk about things. Mm -hmm. Like kids can be so like just blunt blunt. and like, oh, harsh. So (laughs) even just, and not correcting, like overly correcting, but just saying, you know, like for instance, like when my aunt passed away, my girls were just so, they were really trying to wrap their heads around The concept of death so they just talked about it in such like abrupt ways right. and we had to talk about like you know you don't necessarily you're there for people, but you don't necessarily. When you see someone, be like, "Oh, remember your sister died." Mm-hmm. Like you don't. You say like, "I'm so sorry," or right, you say, yeah. "You know, they passed away." It's just a kind of a nicer way to talk about it. Yeah, we kind of um, forget that we have to
0: teach them. Yeah, that. That it that's seems not, so ingrained right, in us. Just right, right. Cu- such a common courtesy. Yes, and it, that's why it sounds so like harsh when right. they say it a different it's way. Like, oh, no one would say that, <laughs> <totally>. <laughs> except <laughs> like, a kid. You're who a monster. <laughs>
1: <laughs> exactly. Um, I do think that. Uh, yeah, their questions might not be as advanced as you think yeah you're you're having all this background information right. about the science behind things and like yes okay this talk about their bodies or is like going to turn into talk about sex and- yeah like mm-hmm. they may not be there yet and right. that's okay um so just even like asking the question or answering the question they ask or if you're not really sure what they're getting at to just ask more questions mm-hmm. like what do you mean by that or what are you thinking about that mm-hmm. um just to see like sometimes they ask a question that is not really what they're trying to get at. Like that right. happens a lot with us with adoption related questions. Mm-hmm. They'll bring something up that's in the realm of that. And mm-hmm. we're like, but what part of that are you actually trying to yeah. get to, you know? Um, and then I think something else to keep in mind is that it's never just one big scary conversation about yeah. things like sex or death or whatever, but it's a series of smaller ones at different levels as they grow. Mm-hmm. Like that this just is an ongoing conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, that you're going to need to revisit. It's not like, Oh, we had the sex talk. I washed my hands of this. (laughs) Yeah. So just to keep that in mind. But I think that that also takes the pressure off. Right. It's not this, like like you said, this, oh, this teachable moment, this is the moment right. I talk to
0: them about sex. And if I mess it up, exactly. they're going to be messed yeah. up for life. Because, yeah. so. you know, I, I think also remembering that you might be reflecting on the conversation, like maybe it did really catch you off guard Yeah. and you didn't know what to say, or maybe you kind of brushed it off the mm-hmm. next day or later that week. Hey, remember how you were asking that? Yeah. You know, I said this, but the more I've been thinking about it, yeah. I kind of wanted to L- like talk to you more about yeah, this exactly, or something.
1: Yeah. Exactly. I think another thing to keep in mind with these conversations that can just be uncomfortable, especially if it's something you're kind of wanting to bring up because you just think they're ready mm-hmm. to hear about some of this stuff is Try to do it in a time where they're already kind of comfortable and you kind of already have them as a captive audience, like with a snack
0: or in the car. Right.
1: Even teenagers, like I've heard that the best time to talk to them is Mm -hmm. just in the car. You don't have that confrontational like face to face. That eye contact. It's a little like you can look out the windows as you're talking about embarrassing things. And so that's something else to keep in mind. Yeah. Um, Okay. So what subject or subjects do you personally find the most difficult to talk about with your kids? And do you have any maybe resources or just like tips about those around those topics.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, the first one, I actually, I think we're doing a pretty good job, but it is one that we keep practicing at getting more comfortable and that's sex and related topics. Yeah. Um, it's something that even before we had kids, Chris and I both just talked about and we're really on the same page. Like we just want to be really truthful. We want mm-hmm. to really be able to educate our kids mm-hmm. about their bodies, about sex. We want to establish ourselves as a resource yeah. early on so yeah. that as much as possible when they're getting to those ages, um, we've already been having conversations like that yes. for years and they feel comfortable coming to us. So um yeah, so I feel like we're doing, um, you know, a pretty good job having having these conversations. Um, we definitely use the right names for all body parts. Mm-hmm. Um, and even like during this pregnancy and before I was pregnant, you know, I will tell them that the baby is in my uterus. Yeah, you know, like in your belly. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. And sometimes I'll yeah. say that, but I'll, yeah. you know, use the proper words too and how the baby's going to come out and all those things. Um, I think kind of another thing that just kind of helps, and this is partly just my boy's personality they are still just totally unshy about their bodies so yeah. there's plenty of naked time yeah. and you know yeah. all all of that and so it lends itself
1: to said <laughs> exactly. conversation,
0: exactly and so I think that just is encouraging them and I'm glad it's kind of going on for a while just to be comfortable in their bodies yeah. and that does make it easier to kind of have some conversations yeah. um let's see I think um I think they're pretty well informed for their age on like kind of the where babies come from <clears throat> and the language that we have used that is from a book that I would recommend and I know I've mentioned it before is called The Baby Tree. I mm-hmm. think it's a great entry level book for um, you know, kids kind of that preschool kindergarten age. Mm-hmm. So the language we use is a seed from the dad is planted inside an egg in the mom. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of the level that they've asked about yeah. and that they need to know. And I at least like them knowing that there's um, a mom and a dad involved. Um, you know, we've talked about too, that families come from different mm-hmm. ways and kind of about mm-hmm. adoption or, you know, some, some families are two moms mm-hmm. and some families are two dads and kind mm-hmm. of how that might work. Um, but I like them kind of knowing the basics, but then at some point to make a human, right. A seed in an it. Yeah. yeah exactly. That's still important to know. Exactly. So I kind of like <laughs> them knowing just the seed and the egg. Mm-hmm. Like those are correct terminologies, mm-hmm. even if they probably don't quite know right. <laughs> about right. how that happens. I think there have been a couple of times they've asked more specifics, but those conversations aren't quite happening yet, yeah. but yeah. I do want to be truthful with them. And that about groundwork it is it, laid there. Exactly. Mm-hmm. As it starts to come up. Um, I think too just another really important topic like related to this is talking about our bodies and consent. Yes. You know, yeah. in ways like we're respectful of other people's bodies mm-hmm. and you're in charge of your body mm-hmm. and um when it's okay to be you know, naked yeah. in front of someone yeah. who like who is allowed to touch your body right. and not touch your body and things like that. Um, so in terms of resources, I would like I mentioned, the baby tree book, I think is great for that kind of that entry level, mm-hmm. and kind of just an entry level if you're feeling uncomfortable about it, like, where do I even start? Exactly. Yeah, I think it could just and the back of the book is great. That's not part of the story. But it kind of talks about, you know, for older kids, or if they ask this, um, mm-hmm. You could kind of use this oh, okay. language. So it kind of like, gives you how to kind of evolve from this conversation. Exactly. I like Some that. Some further language. Another book that is a parenting book, not for kids, it's called From Diapers to Dating. Okay. And I've gotten that from the library, and it's one that I would like to own because I just found it a great resource. It talked about. You know what's appropriate at different levels mm-hmm. when they get interested in things. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're not like whoa, exactly. That's weird for you to be talking <laughs> exactly. <about." laughs> yeah. And there's really a lot of things. I mean, it talks about um, just you know masturbation and mm-hmm. like pre-masturbation. Mm-hmm. You know, at ages that yeah. I think would be a lot earlier than you would expect. Right. And so just talking about what is totally normal and healthy, right. how to have those conversations, right. appropriateness, um, all exactly. Of that. Yeah. So it's just nice to get some some direct guidance on those like developmentally speaking exactly (laughs) Mm -hmm. um another uh great resource i have just found such great blog posts on the cup of joe blog Mm -hmm. she has a whole um archive on like talking to kids Mm -hmm. and she has one on talking to kids about sex love it and um so that was just like a great starting point. And then I think she might have recommended some like additional reading Mm -hmm. or books Mm -hmm. from there. And so I I think that can be a great place to start too. The other topic um, that I think is probably even feels harder and more uncomfortable to me is talking about race Mm -hmm. and just Mm -hmm. issues surrounding race. Mm -hmm. And I think that I, it's so important and we're having the conversations but it feels uncomfortable to me, I think, because I worry about using the right language. Mm-hmm. I also just worry about speaking to these experiences that, that I haven't experienced, right. like as right. as a person, a white person, as a person who has white privilege, mm-hmm. you know, it just um, can feel uncomfortable yeah. trying yeah. to say the right things. Mm-hmm. Um, it's And it's so nuanced exactly right? and
1: like so based on experience right it's like it's not just scientific like exactly. sex can can be broken down to just science right exactly but, yeah
0: and it's one of those conversations where some real ugliness of the world yes. you you yes. have to be honest about and mm-hmm. that is it's it's so hard to just oh uh, you just want them to know that people are good and we all love each other mm-hmm. and everyone tries to be kind and and just when you have to have other conversations, like that's not true yeah and 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 some people are unkind and ugly for these reasons that are so meaningless, right it's just you know
1: and to prevent them acting in that same way, you need to have the conversation that this is the way some people are treated, and right. we don't mm-hmm. participate in that, and this is and acknowledge those differences yeah. and it it is such a hard thing to be like, um people are ugly mm-hmm. and you too are capable of being yeah. an ugly person. And I need to make sure that, that we're you, having conversations right. that led right. you to not be. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a very hard, like, yeah. cause in their mind and their little innocence right now, they, they're like, well, I don't, I, I, we're just all friends because that's kind of the language mm-hmm. they use at school or whatever. Mm-hmm. But really also they're starting to notice differences. Yeah. And and we all know kids are mm-hmm. can be mean yeah. and kids may treat someone differently for any number of differences. Mm-hmm. So to have to like bring that to them as like, this is a special kind of mean mm-hmm. that we are not, it's not acceptable. Right. You know, it's mm-hmm. just like,
0: ugh, yeah. very hard. It's yeah. hard. And I think too, I think it can also be hard to bring up and talk about because there's almost a fear that – introducing that people can see differences yes. and make judgments on it. It's almost like you don't even yeah. want them to get that idea, yeah. you know? So, so there's almost kind of a fear like, well, it's better to not acknowledge it mm-hmm. because then they won't know about it. Yeah. But,
1: but then that leads to like adults who say, I don't see color. Exactly. <laughs> right. Yes. Right. Yes. Yeah. yes. It's such
0: a tricky thing. Exactly. And so I really, it, it is so much better to be having those conversations and studies have shown and there's just many right. resources that say, we actually need to be having these conversations, especially um, white people right. and people of right. privilege. Mm-hmm. We especially need to should be, be having those, those conversations. Right. Um, I think the other thing about it that's a little bit hard is that, as we've talked about, we don't live in a very racially diverse mm-hmm. area. So it feels um, maybe just harder because maybe just they're not seeing many mm-hmm. more people who are different. So mm-hmm. it might not come up as naturally, or it's just not, it almost seems like it would just be easier to be teaching about equality and respect and things. If you're seeing just many... living
1: in community with people, exactly. Right? Mm-hmm.
0: But I think that makes it even more important right. that we're talking about right. it and finding resources to educate them right. about it. Right. Um, so a few resources, I would say just, um, kids books, so many great mm-hmm. kids books featuring characters of color or just from mm-hmm. different backgrounds, and and I would say I try to be thoughtful about getting books that are both kind of focusing on race right. and inequality, right. but then also some that are just people that look right. different than you, but it's just a regular storybook. Yes, you know what I mean. Just As the be- protagonist, just because whatever, there's yes. a person of color doesn't mean that it it's has to be about teaching race. you, uh-huh. you know mm-hmm. something like that. Um and I think that kids books like books on sex it also just gives you a more natural way to have conversation totally you know and so i think that can be really great um some other resources also some cup of joe posts that i will link to uh one called raising race conscious kids another one she had a post about children's books with characters of color Mm -hmm. and then there's an atlantic article that i found uh, just interesting how to teach white kids about race Mm. um and then i think too I think about educating myself about the experience of people who don't look like me. Mm -hmm. Um, And so for that, I have found a few podcasts to be just like, like, Listening to content that's created by Black people and people of color. Mm-hmm. Um, so, it's like, sounds too simple, but we don't do it. Yeah, well, exactly. I mean, truly, like, make, I think that that's make a major sure issue. Yeah, make sure yeah. you're listening to voices that are not just speaking to Echo your own chamber. experience. Yes, exactly. So, um, the Code Switch podcast, the Still Processing podcast, and the Nod, and then an Instagram feed that I really like is called the Conscious Kid. And so, yeah, I think okay. those are, those are some resources and those are two of the tough convers, two of the tougher topics yes, that I find as sure. a parent.
1: Yeah. I would, I would echo, um, that you shared a lot of really good resources. Um, for me, race is tricky because we have two races in our family. Mm-hmm. Um, and my girls are little mini women of color. Mm-hmm. And it's also very interesting though, because they are Latina that they have, a different experience than they would even being African American Mm -hmm. and people, we don't get some of the same um, looks that we might get questions that we might get Mm -hmm. being a mixed race family um, because it still looks to the outside world Mm -hmm. as if I could have birthed them. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? Which is really sick Mm -hmm. actually. Number Mm -hmm. one, that that means they get better treatment Mm -hmm. and that I don't get questioned as much as a mom that they don't feel so, so other based on like the level the the level of you know pigmentation Mm -hmm. in their skin truly um so it's very hard because it feels like this weird i don't know i think they just think that they're like a shade darker than Mm us Mm -hmm. you know and Mm -hmm. so it's this it's this really interesting um way of like trying to figure out how to embrace them culturally too, and make sure that that cultural need that we can't fill is being filled for them somehow. And mm-hmm. they feel a part of that community, Yeah, um, that they understand like that this, it, it's hard to me. Cause like, I, I will get real emotional thinking about like, this wasn't even possible mm-hmm. like a few decades ago, mm-hmm. you couldn't even adopt children of a different race. Mm-hmm. Like it was it. So it's just, I don't know. It's, it's both like, I forget sometimes, which is awful, actually, like, but natural, you know, but it's, it's from the position of privilege that I can forget. And because again, my kids are not maybe discriminated against as much as they might be otherwise. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, I am, I am not, I'm probably saying all the wrong things even right here, because I'm at the very uh, floundering kind of Mm -hmm. stage of like, how do we talk about this as a family in Mm -hmm. a way that. Cause it's not just like, I have the the responsibility to educate my also white kids mm-hmm. from my position of whiteness. Mm-hmm. So it's this mm-hmm. weird mix of like, yeah. we do have privilege in these certain right. ways. And also someone might treat you differently because of right. this, but also other people have it even worse. Like it's a weird, right. weird thing yeah. to embrace. So actually I will say if anybody has any more resources on that. And I think even a lot of the things that I find around, um, mixed race families are, are more like the, the white black dynamic gotcha. and that where it where that is more obvious. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, so I would welcome resources mm-hmm. on that actually. Yeah. Um, I think sex is another one that is, ju- is just hard, but also like feels like this weird privilege, especially for me raising girls of mm-hmm. like introducing them to all that it means to be a woman, like yeah. from my perspective, yeah. you know, it's kind of, it's really cool to see them still kind of thinking of things. They're starting to get a little embarrassed and giggly, Mm -hmm. but for the most part, still thinking of things with this sense of like wonder, like that's amazing. And I'm like, it is amazing, you know? Um, And I really love the book. It's not the stork. Okay, It's called it's not the stork, a book about girls, boys, babies, bodies, families, and friends. And that's Mm -hmm. truly it. Like, it's all it of off. those things. Yeah. Um, and then there's another one that gets, I think, more specific into pregnancy and birth. And that's mm-hmm. called It's So Amazing, a mm-hmm. book about eggs, sperm, birth, babies, and families. Okay. So I think it's really good to just talk, yeah, just about bodies, like you understanding the difference between your body and a boy's body. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, it talks about, um, you know, consent and respect and mm-hmm. all of those things and hygiene, like mm-hmm. just everything. Mm-hmm. I really like that one.
0: Those are, I think I've checked at least one of those out from the library and I, I want to just buy them because those seem like there's been some more interest yeah. among the boys mm-hmm. and it seems like just great to let them have something to look through. Yeah. And
1: it's cartoony kind it's, of. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: And just that can come up with natural conversations or just, yeah, just that familiarization, just the the demystifying
1: yes. it. Yes. That it's know? like normal. Um, I actually find... Uh, faith to be a hard thing to talk yeah. to my girls about because I feel like the more that my own faith has changed and evolved, the more I realize I don't have answers to things. Right. And I, I think that my faith is more questions than answers. And mm-hmm. I think that that's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, but then it's really hard that's because harder for kids yeah, to or you take a kid to church and it's very like, uh, you know, Bible story, blah, 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 which that's fine on a certain level. Mm-hmm. But also I feel like, um, I I want them to from the beginning embrace like the mystery of it and have mm-hmm. their own questions and develop mm-hmm. their own relationship with the higher power. Like mm-hmm. I want them to. I definitely have a point of view when it comes to faith mm-hmm. and the things that I believe, or I wouldn't believe them. But mm-hmm. how do I not just indoctrinate? Right. How do I open that up to like this is what I think is the benefits of believing this mm-hmm. way and like the way we live our life, but also like I want you to be free to yeah. Decide that on your own. I want it to be like, I want it to be more questions and answers and not just like, well, mm-hmm. God created the world in seven days and this is how it goes. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't know. I feel like I didn't even start to think about my faith that way into well into adulthood. Mm-hmm. And I think for a lot of people, that causes like a crisis of faith. Like, mm-hmm. well, what do you mean everything's not as simple as mm-hmm. like, this is just what the Bible says and right. blah, blah, blah. So, like, I don't know. I'm yeah. really figuring that out. I'm really figuring out what church looks like for us mm-hmm. then as a result because I, just have these, these issues that really like Christianity in general is struggling with right Mm -hmm. now, I think. And where do we, what does it actually look like Mm -hmm. to show up well and love Mm -hmm. well and live out your faith? And so Mm -hmm. I'm like, I feel like I'm defaulting to just like less is more Mm -hmm. (laughs) right now Mm -hmm. versus like teaching them something I don't believe in or taking them somewhere where they would be taught something I don't believe in. But also I just want to find more natural ways to like weave that in and have honest conversations right. and make that a priority in our mm-hmm. family. So,
0: well, I love that you're approaching it that way. And I think that, I think that is really beautiful and will benefit them so much because those beliefs are so personal. Yeah, and so yeah. I think being able to talk about it in a way, and, and this is kind of the way that we approach it in our family, Chris and I are both atheists. Mm-hmm. And so when those questions come up, you know, about God, about what happens after you die, Mm -hmm. you know, we'll kind of say, you know what, people believe all different Mm -hmm. things, and everyone gets to make their own decision. Mm -hmm. And as you grow up, you're gonna, you can change your mind, or you can believe Mm -hmm. different things. Like, this is what daddy and I believe. Mm -hmm. But then we talk about too, just within our family, you know, we'll we'll say, well, you know, your aunt believes this, and your grandfather Mm -hmm. believes this. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, even in our family, it's, it's kind of funny, um one of my boys has announced that they do not believe in god and Mm -hmm. one says that they do Mm -hmm. and we're like that's awesome yeah you know yeah and so anyway but i just i love like in a family that it believes and has faith even encouraging Mm -hmm. like those questions and just like everyone arrives and and you know it's it's not a black or white right it can be very nuanced. and how do you like how do you
1: um instill values Mm -hmm. because we all do that whether Mm -hmm. we're a person of faith or not we have we have faith in something right we believe in hard work or we believe in kindness kindness, right Mm -hmm. so how do you instill that with allowing them to Mm
0: -hmm.
1: be who they're going to be Mm -hmm. or to be honest about the fact because I think sometimes we just so badly want to like instill this thing that is of value to us or that we have found to be true in our life right in our kid that we like ram it down their throats Mm -hmm. and make it a rule and make Mm -hmm. it a standard and make Mm -hmm. it where they may just naturally come by that anyways, right. living in our family, right. you know what I mean? And yeah. having honest conversations. So mm-hmm. holding that loosely um, and being honest about that is really like a tricky balance. Mm-hmm. But so working on that as
0: well. So basically I have no resources. I'm <laughs> open to
1: all of the resources,
0: <laughs> but I bet our here's where I'm at. I bet our listeners might have some <laughs> yeah. good ones. And I, w- I would just say sometimes I feel like it can be kind of hard you know, maybe just a Google search will lead you there, but if you can get some great recommendations for kids books, I just find it's like yes. someone who is really thoughtful yes. and smart has put a lot of, a lot of work into coming up with the language mm-hmm. and just like the laying that foundation. To get you started yeah, kind of thing. Exactly. Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah. So that's where we're at with that. Yeah. Um Okay. So what questions Maybe like more specifically, what questions do you actually ask to keep a conversation going when you maybe sense that there's more to talk about or want them to engage with the topic a little bit more?
0: Well, first of all, I think, like I mentioned before, there's just such a tendency to want to jump in and educate.
1: Word vomit all over that. You're like,
0: oh, oh, I got this. I've been waiting (laughs) to talk to you about this, you know? And so I think putting the brakes on and um, just remembering first gather information from them. Yeah. Then, totally. then you talk yeah. first you hush yes yes <laughs> and ask the questions and so I think some of the questions I thought of that I try to ask um why do you think that mm-hmm. where did you hear that
1: or what do you think even exactly what do you think about exactly
0: that? um Uh, how did that make you feel? You Mm -hmm. know, if it was like a -hmm. a specific situation. And then I think too, even before jumping in and, you know, the educating and, and all of that, something that I learned, this is um, how to talk so kids will listen Mm -hmm. and listen. So kids Mm -hmm. will talk just reflecting back what they said. Yeah. You heard her say this and, and you said that made you feel sad, right? Like just honestly repeating back exactly what they said because then you kind of help them articulate they're still processing maybe very much or you have a question about where babies come from Mm -hmm. and you're really wondering about you know because maybe they'll say no no not that you know this kind of like you said trying to drill down like what are they even asking like they may be literally
1: asking like where will the baby be born like at the the hospital hospital or at home or whatever you know
0: yeah (laughs) and you're all about the uterus and vagina (laughs) and it's like they were just like whoa like back it up (sighs) lady in the in the bathroom or like at the (laughs) hospital just where is this happening oh okay (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, that's kind of what I think. I think so too. I think the question,
1: what do you think? Like, Mm. if they ask you a question, number one, it buys you some time. If you're caught off guard, like, (laughs) collect your thoughts. Whoa. Was not ready for (laughs) this conversation. Here we go. Yeah. So it gives you some time. It also, um, Yeah, gets to the bottom of what they might actually be asking. But I think also sometimes even when we get to the point of educating them about something, Mm -hmm. you can't educate kids unless you know where they're already at on any topic. Exactly. So if they may have some misconceptions that you need to clear up, and if you don't clear that misconception up, they will they will hold on to that as like truth, right? Because that's the first thing they thought about is that like everybody has a vagina, for example. So unless you get to the bottom of like, oh, you didn't know that boys had other parts, exactly.
0: so then none of the rest of this is going to make It really make sense. <laughs> doesn't. So
1: you have to clear up those misconceptions. Um, I think that uh, something I say to even just not hard things, but if they are telling me a story, it's about something that happened at school and I'm like, well, that doesn't quite make sense. I just say, tell me more about that. Mm-hmm. And you could just, you could just keep saying that. Exactly. Keep going until you feel like you've gotten to the yeah. bottom of something. Yeah. Um. Something else that I feel like uh, one of my kids in particular is just very hard, it, it, has a very hard time articulating what she's actually mm. asking or needing or whatever. And so I, something we try to say to her is like, well, what are you actually wondering?
0: Mm, okay. Cause she'll
1: kind of always just bring things up in a roundabout way. Yeah. And so just to like get her to the point of like, ask me an actual question, mm-hmm. like, what are you actually wondering about that? Mm-hmm. Um, and then just saying, instead of like, do you have any more questions? Cause a lot of times, especially if it's an uncomfortable conversation, they'll be like, uh, no, I'm good. Right. But saying, what other questions do you have? Mm. So that opens up to them, not just saying a yes or no answer. Right. It's like, assuming that they're Mm going to have more because you know they do right and they may still not want to talk about it but you're saying like what other questions you have i I know it's normal for you to have more of those. right that
0: is more like i'm here i'm still ready Mm -hmm. to talk about it versus Mm -hmm. do you have any more Yeah. like are we done here can we wrap this up (laughs) totally
1: (laughs) totally um okay so how do you i mean to this topic we kind of touched on about faith and and family values how do you balance instilling values with encouraging Balancing instilling values with encouraging critical mm-hmm. thinking mm-hmm. and making their own decisions. Mm-hmm. I, I guess we touched on this a little bit. A little
0: but. bit. This is such a such a great question. Um, I I just, I really love that. Like even at these young ages, yeah. these are also opportunities, like you said, for them to be reflective and thoughtful or skeptical. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not just about our role of you need to know how the world works and I'm teaching you. You don't
1: just like download information into your kid's hard drive. You know, it just doesn't work like that. Right.
0: Exactly. So, um, one thing I think about, um, Letting them know that it's okay to notice things and notice differences mm-hmm. and to bring them up to us. Yeah. you know to just I, I want them to always, when they have these questions, to be ready to talk to them about them, to not make them feel ashamed mm-hmm. about any of this, mm-hmm. because sometimes they're going to they're gonna notice differences that, that feel uncomfortable to yes. us. Like, or
1: say it in a way that you're like, exactly. Whoa, that was racist. It,
0: yeah, exactly. It can be skin <laughs> yes. color. It can be yes. body type. It can be these things that suddenly they're telling you in the mm-hmm. checkout line of Home uh, Depot at a loud volume. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Um, so to that point, one thing we've talked to them, and this is an important conversation to have before these things happen, is that you know it's always okay to notice people Mm -hmm. and how Mm -hmm. they look and that's just an interesting thing for humans whenever you want to tell me something come just tap me and tell me quietly because Mm -hmm. you know that it could hurt somebody else's feelings if they hear you talking about them or pointing at them or whatever right we don't point Mm -hmm. we just you know and and that has happened with my boys a couple of times where they've quietly told me something and it's like okay and then you praise 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 that was exactly right and that was really cool that you noticed that they Mm -hmm. have a really different skin color and Mm -hmm. didn't it look so beautiful Mm -hmm. and isn't that cool that we Mm -hmm. all can have different skin you know things like that um and so i think just kind of like that encouraging them they can always come and talk to us about something and then yeah just being open being willing to talk about it not making them feel ashamed or weird you know yeah. things like that yeah
1: i think so too um i think even sometimes we've talked about this and and maybe even cult, maybe generationally we're doing a little bit better job mm-hmm. of this but i remember even like older adults in my life talking to me about race or something and kind of like whispering about it. Right. Like, and they they were trying to be polite. Right. But it implies that like. It's not okay to talk about. I mean, when, but it wasn't even if like people were around Mm -hmm. that might be offended by it. It was just like, you know, he's a black man. Right. Like, like it's a bad thing. And so it gave me this impression like, oh, well, that's something like other. Right. And that's something or you that, know, Or that we would never yeah, bring up, yeah, you know,
0: in any way. A difference
1: or we don't know, we don't talk about those differences. Right. So for you to like celebrate and be like, mm-hmm. yeah, isn't her hair so pretty? Or like, is it, you know, mm-hmm. isn't that cool that like, even just like disabilities, I've talked about the girls. Mm-hmm. Like if somebody has um, had an, a leg amputated mm-hmm. or in a wheelchair or something and just talk about how cool it is that mm-hmm. they you know, the, yeah. And he's just shopping at Home Depot here mm-hmm. with us too. And isn't it cool that he has that, that mm-hmm. helps him move around mm-hmm. or, right. you know, and cause then they will they will also, something we're starting to get into is they have, they're starting to be able to really have true empathy. Mm-hmm. So they will automatically feel bad for somebody. Uh, yeah. right. And it's like talking to them about like, yes, they may have some things in their life that are hard, but they may not feel bad about that thing. Mm-hmm. They may think that that's really cool. Or, mm-hmm. you know, we don't have to always feel bad for someone that is differently abled than us. They mm-hmm. have strengths that we might not have, yeah. you know? And so just, but balancing that, like, but yes, we need to make the world an accessible place and be sensitive. Like, mm-hmm. oh, how so do you many do things. all of that? But if the more so you could just be honest about yeah. all of those things, the right. better. Right. Right. Um, I think in terms of like values and faith and things like this, like I love the language you talked about. And I think we've been trying to do this too when things come up is to just say like, I believe this or Mm -hmm. daddy and I believe this Mm -hmm. um, or say things, especially if it's kind of a moral issue of like in our family, it's important Mm -hmm. to. Mm -hmm. whatever it is, you know, and, and to say, but some people believe this or some families Mm -hmm. might not have that same feeling on it. Like Mm -hmm. even just, this is just hard about like rules. Like Mm -hmm. I'm a pretty strict mom. Mm -hmm. So there are things that other kids are allowed to do that mine are not. And so to just say like, you know, in our family, we believe this Mm -hmm. and that's okay for another family to have, because then they'll start to be judgy about it right? and be like, well, that's not a good idea. He's riding without a helmet Uh and you know Uh what I mean? It's like, okay, but we're not like the moral police, right? <laughs> Just right. because we have some standards, yeah. Um, and then to to go back to that question of like, well, what do you think? Mm-hmm. So that they always know, like, I'm going to tell you what I think, and mm-hmm. I have some opinions, and mm-hmm. I'm a, I'm opinionated, and it's okay for you to have some too,
0: mm-hmm. and it, that that has value. Yeah, yeah, and that's really cool. Yeah.
1: Um, and then I think something that I did not necessarily grow up with, especially in terms of hard conversations, was adults in my life being honest about what they didn't know Mm -hmm. and being open to, especially around faith and stuff like that, Mm -hmm. to say things like, you know what? I don't know. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if we'll find out one day, Mm -hmm. but this is what I kind of think, um, or this is how I feel about it. And it's okay to not know everything, you know, right? or not know on like a scientific level. If they're asking me something, you know, (laughs) super specific about a body, it's like, I don't know, but I'll Google it. (laughs) I will consult Wikipedia and get back to you. So they don't think that like, (laughs) Um, any one person has all the answers, right. I guess. Right. Um,
0: and that it's okay not to know. Yeah,
1: totally. And to also something I try to do is be clear about what is an opinion and what is a fact. Yeah. Because they are at this age where they will take anything anybody says literally, right. like this you know, little guy told them on the playground Mm -hmm. something. And I said, well, that's his opinion, Mm -hmm. you know, and just just to differentiate when we see it in the world Mm -hmm. or to say like, well, my opinion on that is this, but Mm -hmm. some people might have a different opinion. Mm -hmm. So they don't take everything they read online, hear from a friend, especially around some of these topics as fact. Yes. Like I promise you, he does not know more about procreation than I do. (laughs) Right, right, exactly.
0: And I think probably... Around those conversations, and maybe it's especially around sex and bodies, I think trying to incorporate into your conversations the idea that there could be a lot of misinformation. Yes. Yes. And so always come and talk to us and, and we will always tell you the truth. Right. You might hear right. something at school from one of your friends. Um, come and talk to us about it and we'll tell you the truth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. you know, you can trust
1: us to be that yeah. source of information. Exactly. Yeah, I love exactly. that.
0: Um, kind of on the like the the much lower stakes, like what you were talking about, like in our family, it's this way and maybe other places. Um, this isn't necessarily a hard conversation, but I think the two topics where it's come up is smoking and wearing helmets uh-huh. that I can think uh-huh. about, you know, where it's sometimes these like it's behaviors that other people are going to do. Right. And we can disagree with the behavior, but we don't need to judge the person. Yeah. yeah. You know, we talk about, you know, smoking their is choice. not mm-hmm. healthy. Some people choose mm-hmm. to do it. And even if it's not, healthy for them that doesn't mean they're a bad person right you know it just means they're choosing to do that right you know so I think too even even that can be so nuanced like we've had conversations
1: about smoking but then like my dad will come visit and Jeremiah and him will have a cigar together as like a social you know it's not something they do all the time but it's like so it's it's almost this thing too of again like this morality of well that is a that's a grown-up thing Mm -hmm. to do if they if they choose to do that and Mm -hmm. it's Something that we don't, daddy doesn't do that all the time because it's not super healthy to do all right. the time. And to point out things like, it's not just about no smoking, no drinking, no, mm-hmm. no having sex before you're married. It's about like the value, it's about the valuing people. Like, right. but you know, that's something him and Opa do to relax and have a conversation. And that's just a once in a while thing for them. Mm-hmm. But without like attaching right. so much morality to everything, right. like it can just be a A matter of like talking about things honestly and saying Mm. sometimes you choose sometimes you don't and there's maybe other reasons people choose to do something right um someone was putting on their makeup in the car while they were driving Uh next to us Uh uh on the way to school today and the girls were like up in arms because i'm pretty strict about like car rules yeah. because I get easily distracted right. and can't like tune them out totally. and so they're not allowed to like scream do anything mm-hmm. create I don't you know I will often say I'm driving I can't look at that right totally, now or yeah. I mm-hmm. can't pass you this snack that you want because I'm exactly. driving so they take that pretty seriously and we've talked about it's because I can crash the car like mm-hmm. I really have to focus and so they are just staring at her through the window <laughs> and like judging and I I was like well yeah that's probably not the safest choice but we're at a stoplight and who knows right. maybe she had a hard morning. Exactly. Maybe." she didn't have time right and that's her choice to do as an adult <laughs> but it's so hard because you don't want to just be like right they're so rule oriented yes. at this age yes. so how do you kind of <laughs> balance <that?" laughs> she got judged real hard on the way to work <laughs> okay i think that's it on this topic i think we'll move on to lighter things all right maybe I- Maybe yes. <laughs> are you? Is your obsession is what are you currently obsessed with lighter than some it of is these topics?
0: Much lighter okay, than good. hard Mind conversations with you. kids. It is. It is a snack. It is something that has been around for a long time, but I feel like I am just now discovering it, and that is Lara bars.
1: They're so good. They're
0: so good. They really are. It's just they've been around for so long that now it's like kind of the the old. It's the old bar right. on the <laughs> shelf. You kind <laughs> of discount it. you like, no, like no, a no. New bar every week. What's the new bar? Yeah. But I kind of recently have just discovered it because I just wanted an easy, healthy snack. I've kind of been on this kick of no added sugar. Mm -hmm. And so many of the bars nowadays, even if they don't have added like cane sugar, they'll have the sugar alcohols. And I just feel like those can do weird things to your gut. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And they just can leave a weird taste. Totally. Um, And Lara bars are just all from nuts, Mm -hmm. dates, fruit, Mm -hmm. you know, it's anyway, so good. So anyway, in particular, I have been loving the peanut butter cookie flavor Mm -hmm. and the coconut cream pie because chocolate lately has kind of been giving me... heartburn oh okay so yeah i am just stocking those it is such a great little snack on the go and i think too i feel like i was remembering from having them before they're thicker and more filling than i remember because they're kind of smaller yeah. than some mm-hmm. of like some of the bars are like real big yes. so it's like no that's like not right. substantial enough right it really is all right rediscovering
1: so, lara yeah. and her bar yeah i exactly. like it um okay so i'm obsessed with this idea my girls have gotten really into harry potter which i'm just yes. i get excited when they get into something because my kids are not the type to get like uh,
0: just all in all
1: in and i just i just want them to have a few of those experiences in yeah. childhood where they're just like obsessed yes. with something yes. you know plus it gives them something to do so they've been building a harry potter lego set it's like a whole little love hogwarts scene. situation on their I like shelf in their playroom and i we need some art in there anyway so i found and i will link to them We'll get them up in show notes for you, but two really cute Harry Potter posters that are like, they look like they're on like parchment. Yeah, And there, one is just like the rules of Quidditch, oh, like illustrated cute. and whatever. And then another one is like common spells. And then cute. it shows like the direction of the wand. But it's oh. very like old school yeah. scientific looking. So I just thought that would be cute to put in some poster frames like up above their little shelf of I Harry Potter it. things. Just, you know, whatever they're into. And I can always switch them out later. But yeah. they were super cheap on Amazon. And it's like something that's kiddish that I don't mind looking at. Right. You know, it's actually it. kind of fun. So so cute um okay how
0: about neighborhood news do you have any neighborhood news i do i can report that i had a very successful neighborhood mom's breakfast yeah and it was so fun so sweet i talked about this before when i talked about kind of my obsession with the app that lets you easily invite like groups of people Uh the mobile app hobnob anyway so i had used that to like set up this um yeah, just with moms like on my street and the next one I can see all their houses from from my driveway. It was five of us, we all went to breakfast and Sans' children. Sans' children, only one mom couldn't make it. And actually I think there I think there's a couple more moms like technically on our street that just we don't quite know. Right, um, maybe right. now that we get our little group established, we'll be like, all right, you got to join Reach us. Out. <laughs> and it was just so lovely. And I, you know, I feel like you hear more and more how we ha- we're less connected with mm-hmm. our neighbors and less community and stuff. So I was just feeling so lucky to have all these women yeah. and moms on my street. Yeah, All our kids are such similar ages. And and I just truly enjoy all of their company. That's I mean, so how rare, rare no, totally. is that totally. to have a group of six six women all together yeah. of everyone that I invited and I would enjoy hanging out with any of them one-on-one yeah, on one. so nice so I was very jealous I had to say oh, I was like
1: oh this I know. is the part that really stinks about moving I would be at that <laughs> breakfast <laughs>
0: now is new next door neighbor there Yes. All right. Yeah. Yes. And actually I, I was excited to like host it. Cause I wanted her to get to meet yeah. everyone yeah. and kind of, um. and since she has Is moved, newer. yeah, has moved from a different state um, mm. and has a little one, you know, she doesn't have a lot of mom friends and stuff That's yet. So nice. And it was just great. Like everyone exchanged numbers yeah. and we're just like, yeah, if you ever need anything, I mean, we've been there with yeah. like a little one, like let us know. Yeah. And yeah just oh. It felt really good.
1: I love it. Yeah. I love it. Being neighborly yes. all over the place. Yes. Well, I had a, um, <laughs> I had an encounter with our male lady. Oh, okay. Uh, it was just embarrassing on my part. <laughs> I have nothing but embarrassing neighborhood <laughs> encounters all the time. So I was going out for this is so embarrassing to say out loud I was going out for a walk okay um and I it was rainy on Saturday yep. and I wanted to wear intentionally my Ireland shoes right. in the rain like yes. intentionally walk through a puddle You're like
0: perfect yeah
1: and I have a coat that I like a Columbia like rain jacket mm-hmm. that I got so I like geared all up <laughs> well first of all like the minute I went outside it stopped raining of course. it was like sunny so That's I like well overdressed and then I was like on Instagram stories, on my cactus Ren beauty one, like Instagramming about that <laughs> yeah. and like laughing about it, how yeah. I got all geared up, yeah. and then as the mail lady walks up, like I am mid story on my front porch, <laughs> there's on. there's nothing I can do. She's delivering a package, and she kind of <laughs> to you directly. Yes, she okay. kind of grins at me. It was one of the Harry Potter posters, <laughs> actually, that she was dropping <laughs> off, and so I kind of laughed about that, you know. And then I got going. Well, then I proceeded because you know our mailboxes are like a whole um, bank of right. mailboxes for the regular mail. They'll yeah. they'll deliver packages sometimes to individual houses if it doesn't fit. But otherwise, everything goes in these big like community mailboxes. Mm-hmm. So it just so happened I was on her route <laughs> and kept running into her. So I couldn't even be like, oh, that was embarrassing, but move along. Still just, embarrassing. Yeah. So I'm like, literally, she's following me on this <laughs> route. And every time I get to the bank of mailboxes, she's there to like... <laughs> Filled them up and she
0: finally said at the last one, she's like, I don't mean to be following you. I'm sorry. And I was just laughing, like, <laughs> Oh, we're like, walking no, buddies. No, you're the one doing your job. <laughs> yeah, I'm the one stalking you. And <laughs> overdressed, sweating in my raincoat <laughs> and oversharing on social media <laughs> at the same time. So, <laughs> that little awesome. friendly,
1: neighborly, you know, encounter.
0: <laughs> I'm sure she was getting a chuckle to herself. Yeah, she's so. like, This poor girl was already embarrassed and now she runs into me at every
1: single mailbox.
0: <laughs> That's awesome.
1: Okay. I think that's all we have. So thanks so much for hanging out with us. We would love to hear your resources, your thoughts on some of these yeah. tough topics. I feel like this is a good community conversation. So mm-hmm. if you would like to find us, we are on Instagram. We're high girls next door and find our girl next door podcast page on Facebook. You can also send us an email at high girls next at gmail.com and find the show notes for this episode and all of our archives at girl next door podcast.com.
0: Thanks so much for dropping in. Until next time, be neighborly. Strong feelings. I tell you what. (laughs) On many things.
1: Oh, that's me
0: and action erica (laughs) line how many years how many years do we need to do line it's in
1: red my name is in red okay here we go let's try that again